buddy. It is. Yeah, well, I was and then say, I, it's my fourth one going to kindergarten, and it's still rough. And and then I think the second most difficult time is maybe when your kids are graduating. That's tough. Uh, that I don't know. The, the transition from elementary to middle is rough. Also, also going. Uh, yeah. I will you say having a senior that graduates and during that whole year having those first lasts of everything, especially if they participate in any extracurricular activities, you know, it's the last home game or the last sport or the last, for my son, he was in marching band. So it was like the last competition or the last, yeah, it was tough. Yeah. It was tough. Yeah. It's all tough. And you can't. The last fun day. Yeah. You, you can't, you can't anticipate how how you'll feel mm -mm. um and it's funny because you drop them off at kindergarten and blink and then they're graduating i know everybody says that and i know that everybody says oh really enjoy these times you'll miss them when they're done and, and you know that's that that is absolutely 110% true but that's also like a point of privilege now that my kiddos have all gone through it and my life has kind of changed a bit and calmed down a bit, when I look back on it, I can have those romanticized ideas. But when you're in the thick of things and you're trying to figure stuff out and you're stressed and maybe you're strapped for cash, it's, it is really hard to enjoy and appreciate those moments as, as much as retroactively you might have liked. I agree. I think that they, we don't have time while it's happening to be able to appreciate and enjoy what's happening because life is crazy. Life is busy. School time is busy. Kids make us busy. Like, you know, just everything. And I think that it, the busyness consumes us, you know, and not, not in any fault of ours. It's just life. And yeah. like you said, once it's done and gone is when you look back and you're like, oh, those moments, you know. <laughs> well, I, I thought it would be great if we talked about. Yeah, we just had the, the memories come up on the timeline, oh, you know, yeah. from Facebook. Yeah. You know, like the, my my daughter's graduating and everybody was like, oh, my gosh, you, you know, how time flies now. She's 30, but that was her graduation. And I just can't believe it's been that long. And 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 I think, too, like when I look at the difference in all of my children's, you know, I have two that have already graduated and now one going into junior. And I'm just like a junior, you know, and just the differences in all of their experiences and in times that I've had to be with them. It's just mind blowing. I agree. I agree. So, so I thought with all of us here, since we all have a little bit of experience with kindergarten, <laughs> and I know we were just talking about like the silliness of the last day of school and sending kids to two, to school for two hours, but um, I thought it would be good to talk about how to prepare your child. And as I was thinking about it, your whole family for that transition to kindergarten. It's a big step. We actually just did kindergarten twice. <laughs> so we got to experience it for the first, first time. And then, you know, unfortunately, or should I say, I should say, fortunately, she had to go through again. And it was a major, major difference. Um, and at fault of mine, I pushed, pushed, pushed her into kindergarten last year. And I should have taken that step back. She just wasn't mature enough. Mm -hmm. And as the year went on, you know, it was certain. 
So, you know, I just want to say to any parents out there, if you have any inkling or feeling whatsoever that your child is not ready, it doesn't hurt to keep them another year, you know, and send them to another preschool or an advanced preschool. Um, she turned five in July and then school started, you know, two months later. So she was very close to that cutoff of being young. But I will say this year going through, you know, she's six in kindergarten. She's still six and school's over. Um huge, huge difference. Confidence, just the maturity, the ability to participate differently in a way and help differently. You know, I just see a lot of growth this year, you know, and taking that extra year of having another year of kindergarten or, or, or waiting a year, whatever you choose. Yeah, I think that really highlights the, how every child is different. Every situation is different and you really have to trust knowing your child. Absolutely. Because I have five and they have a, most of them have summer birthdays. And so there's, they're not far off like in months, but I will tell you that each of them have learned differently as they, you know, started out their school, their school uh, experience. If I could have done it over again, I would have done an extra year for my oldest because she's young. She's a July birthday too. <clears throat> and she's in fifth grade now and she's doing really well. Finally. But it's been struggle bus the entire school career up to this point. This year mm -hmm. was the turning point where she's finally like, you know, top 50% of her grade or whatever. But we really struggled up until this point. So if I could do it over again, I would have kept her back one more year. My 19-year-old September birthday too. did so much better. And I see, I had that same situation, but it was kind of reversed a little bit. I was like ready for Brianna to go to kindergarten. I was all anxious and I was like, okay, yes, it's kindergarten time. And then I got the the news that, you know, cause I was new to Pennsylvania and I was like, August is that cutoff time. But in my area, the cutoff was actually July that they needed to turn, you know, at the age to go to kindergarten. And I was like devastated. I was like, wait a minute. You mean I can't send her to school? <laughs> like I wanted her to be out of the house and be like at school. So I had a reaction. Like I was <laughs> devastated, kind of like, oh my gosh, <laughs> I have to wait another year. Well, I even have friends. <laughs> yeah, kids. If I would have, I mean, the principal did. The principal did say, like, you can see if she's ready, but thank goodness I didn't push that mm -hmm. because she was nowhere near ready to be in, in school yet. So I'm glad that we didn't do that. I have friends who have their kids who are just a couple days after that cutoff and same kind of eagerness, you know, of them wanting to go to school like you, Tracy. Um, but obviously they can't because of the actual deadlines, you know, but the same thing like, oh, they have to wait a whole nother year. They're going to be so old. They're going to, you know, for their class or whatnot. Um, but then when it comes down to it, all the kids just, you know, equal out in their own way. And, you know, it's nobody knows any difference. So, so I'll say my oldest, her birthday is November and her cousin is a year and a day behind her. And so in our school district, you had to be five by the first day of kindergarten. So clearly she was not in her cousin's school district in New York. You had to be five by December 31st. So even though they were a year and a day apart, they were both in the same like grade. Maybe it's because she was my first. And in our family, it, 
everything is all about education, you know, only educational television. We read, 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 you know, all that kind of stuff. And it was a different world back then. Um, she, she languished that year. She should have been able to start early. And again, it, maybe it's, she was my first, right? So, you know, your first gets all your attention and, and all kinds of stuff like that. My other two birthdays in April and August, my youngest's birthday is in August. So they were like a super, super young five and they're my child with challenges. But to be honest with you, this is just my situation to be honest with you, holding them back would not have changed the fact that they had dyslexia and they had ADHD. Um, and, and they had already seen their, their sisters go off to school and off they were going. They like, nope. As a matter of fact, my, my cautionary tale for everyone is my youngest two are like 16 months apart. So, you know, I I think they call those like Irish twins. Right. (laughs) And, um, I have those two. Yep. And so when his sister went off to school and he was stuck in preschool by himself, he had a total meltdown, a total meltdown. And there was a lot that was changing in preschool. His teacher, his preschool teacher was changing. So many of his preschool friends had left, his sister left, all new kids. And it was like within a week and he had a really, really tough time adjusting and they kicked him out of daycare. They were, it was an awful daycare, you know. For that reason, the director had a habit of doing that. So um, that's a a whole nother story. But when his sister went off to school, he was going with her. And Mm -hmm. he had a total meltdown because, like, she was his connection. They were always together. And when she left um, and, you know, and and he was alone, um, he had a really tough time. So my advice to parents is we always think about our kids and the challenges we're going to have with our children, but kind of think about it as, as your entire family. Right. I think it's ironic you say that, Christina, because um, I want to say definitely the younger ones are more mentally and emotionally prepared themselves than I think we are um, for them to go off to school when they have older siblings. Um, you know, they watch the bus, they watch them catch the bus, they see the schedule, they see them go to school, they know that they're learning, they hear the stories, they have the excitement, you know, and I think that they are more um, prepared than we are to set off in those journeys when they have older siblings. What helps too is like the preschool aspect, because if I was just sending Bubby for the first time this year, it would be panic stricken, but he was in the pre-K program in the elementary school. So he was already there, you know, this school year, even though it was like less time, the days are shorter. He was still there. So he's acclimated to the building and he's going to be six in November. So he's ready. And he's also my biggest handful child. So I'm ready in that regard. <laughs> I know I'm sad that they're growing, all growing up, but like, bye, Bubby. Have a good year at school. <laughs> <laughs> hey, let's, but I mean, but let's, let's, let's acknowledge that. It is super expensive to pay for child care. Um, you know, so so sometimes it's just it's financial uh, a financial thing where you mm-hmm. really have to send your child to kindergarten. There's really no ifs ands or buts about it because that's a huge chunk of money for families. 
So sometimes you don't have a choice. Yeah. Yes. I know in our area too. I mean, I've looked into it at some point and Chrissy, I don't know if you have ever at some point, but since COVID our there's daycares that have shut down in our town. We don't live in a huge town. There's daycares that have shut down. Um, The staffing is not full like it, like it was they're all the daycares have waiting lists. I mean, I know people who like need summer. If you need summer care, you have to look into like December. If you want care out when school's out, you need to start looking and getting on waiting lists in like December, you know, six months in advance. Um, and then same thing, like you said, Christina, financially, I mean, the cost of it has skyrocketed, I, you know, 20 something, 24 years ago, you know, I utilized daycare for a couple years with my oldest and just looking at the costs now, I mean, it's just totally it's just so oh, high. yeah it's crazy my 10 year old went when i i was a i worked when she till i had my second one and then i was a stay-at-home mom but the first one went and i was only i was paying like half of what i was making just in childcare. and yeah. this summer i'm paying over half of what i'm making just to have a babysitter here you know what i mean so it's worth it because you know once school starts you won't have to do that but like there's i'm like breaking even basically through the summer did oh, you yeah. not take advantage of Cheryl's offer? Oh, to ship him across the state. <laughs> was it? Wasn't wasn't Cheryl gonna? Oh no 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 no! Wasn't you know, Cheryl, was wasn't it reverse? It was everyone yeah, was and then she takes some vacation. The, the actual the yeah. setup was. What yeah, doesn't matter? Right. There's two extra kids here today. Three extra kids right. here today. But I have a babysitter right. downstairs. Yep yep yep. So, yeah, my daughter. My daughter was just talking to me literally yesterday and it was like the first day of summer and the, her kids were already, my niece and nephew were already, or my grandkids, my, not my niece, <laughs> but they were already at each other. It's like, it's day one of summer. Mm-hmm. It's only day one. And you guys are literally at each other's throats. She's like, this is going to be a long summer. Oh my gosh, you're not kidding. <laughs> my little three are all back to back. So I have one that's seven, one that's six and one that's five. So their friends are all like the same kids. So Alex has a friend here and they've been fighting over her, the three of them all morning. Every Karis isn't playing with me. She's not playing with me. She's not playing with me. I'm like, if you guys don't all play together, I'm making you watch a movie and I'm picking it and it's going to be something you don't want to watch. And I'm going to duct tape feed to the summer is really hard. <laughs> it's like everybody's eating cereal and watching, I don't know, the mighty ducks. <laughs> <laughs> You're kinder than I am. I'd have them watch like, you know, the History Channel and hear, learn about the ancient Aztecs. That's such a good idea, actually. And that might be put in my arsenal for next time. Like you were all going to go get a bowl of Rice Krispies and you're going to watch the History Channel. That's right. And I mean, we haven't even talked about really the this the the idea of if we have a child who we know has challenges, has behavior challenges um, and and maybe you haven't been in a situation where you could have an early intervention um, assessment for them. So you're sending them to school, but you know, yeah, you know that there's some challenges with your child, but you don't really know what they are. And because you're at home with them, or maybe you find an amazing uh, child care center like I did, uh, it was actually a blessing for my child to be kicked out because we found the, I'll call it out, Penny's daycare in Mansfield yeah. was phenomenal. I can't even tell you. Just the thing she did was intuitive and she was fantastic. I can't say enough about her. Um, 
But you sometimes you just find great placements for your child, but then they have to go to school and now they have to stand still in line and keep their hands to themselves and raise their hand and, you know, and do all those things. And it, it can be really difficult, um, especially in that, that beginning. Uh, and I wonder if sometimes that's why we're told our children aren't mature enough for kindergarten because it's a mask for some of the challenges that they're having. So sometimes they attribute their behavior and inability to sit still and, you know, raise their hand before speaking out, that kind of stuff. If they attribute it to a lack of maturity rather than the challenges that they will have because I know Chrissy and I were talking yesterday about having ADHD. There is no, I am, you know, older than dirt and I still cannot sit still and raise my hand. <laughs> I still wouldn't be allowed in kindergarten. <laughs> yeah, me either. I would definitely get kicked out of kindergarten now. My, Back um, then though, it wasn't a, like really a thing in girls. They didn't, you were just a pain in the butt. It wasn't yep. that there was like a disorder. Then you hit middle school or, and then or, it became a thing. <laughs> it just depends on your age. I know they were like, oh, you're every single report card was like, doesn't stay in seat you know, talks a lot, but it would be like all talks A's, bad behavior, C in behavior, <laughs> A's in everything now. My Elliot, who's nine now in third grade, I know. going into fourth grade, he, um, when he was in kindergarten, it was the second day that the teacher walked him out and <laughs> said, we, some, we need to do something. And I was like, oh, here it is. I thought this would have happened yesterday. And she said, you know, he, we, he, you need to get him seen. You need to call somebody. We can do it here on the school level also, but you need to also get him, you know, he needs evaluated something. And he had been in same thing, preschool, pre-K, he had several, but they worked with him a little differently. I think it was. And once he hit that public school setting, yeah, the, the, the requirements that they wanted of him were not, um, the edges weren't like kind of rounded off like they were in pre pre K you know preschool. It was very like you need to do this and X Y Z and what like you said walk in this line and sit in the seat for three hours and don't move. And you know what I'm saying. And he he couldn't do it. He couldn't do it. Um, so that was you know the start of getting him his diagnosis and his help. Sorry, Tracy. <laughs> no, I, I'm always on delay, so it's always my fault. <laughs> But, you know, I was recognizing what Christina said, because in kindergarten, it was uh, my daughter's um, first time in that full-time uh, school. And the teacher at the end of the year came up to me and said, I do think that you need to get her evaluated for ADHD. And I'm not supposed to be telling you that. Um, but I always thanked that teacher for recognizing, especially in a girl, that she might have ADHD, you know, um, because I think that it's so stigmatized that it's only affects boys. And um, my daughter absolutely showed those signs of that hyperactivity um, along with the ADHD the ADD part of it, but she had that hyperactivity. She could not sit still. And that summer before we got her evaluated, I can I can remember it was so difficult for her, you know, to stay focused on anything. She tried cheerleading and she was like, no, I want to try climb the tree yeah. instead, <laughs> you know, and I was, so I, there's, you know, parents out there, you know, I always try to 
you know, let them know, like, to talk to your teachers and talk to your school and not to hide the fact of the struggles that you face at home. Because sometimes, you know, teachers may not recognize um, what they're, they're dealing with at home.